New Orleans. It's time for the man who tells it like it is. You want a bitch? He's got him. You want information? He's got it. You want a host who is New Orleans? You found him. Eric Asher. And Inside New Orleans. <laughs> Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher, 106.1 FM Nash Icon on your radio dial. Don't forget about iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, our digital platforms, NashFM1061.com and EricAsher.com on the World Wide Web. Our podcast is everywhere. Anchors our home baseball on your favorite podcasting platform. Search Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher. And, of course, our social media platforms. Join the conversation there at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter. Eric Asher on Facebook. Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. Uh, today on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports, Jude Young, CrestedSports.com, 106.1 FM. And also the voice of UNO Athletics joined us on the program along with Richie Mills of uh, WGNO TV Sports. Uh, covered Saints, LSU, Tulane Pelicans. Uh, also college basketball in the state. Uh, so a pretty well-rounded show. If you missed us today at 1, tonight 6 o'clock on LAE. 10 o'clock on the Deuce, that's WLA-TV2. Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on WLAE. Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on the Deuce, Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. We'll have that up on our social media platforms within the next 24 hours. Try to get it up tonight. If not, you always go to the WLA-TV YouTube page and check it out there, ericasher.com by the weekend. All right, um, 
normal show today on a Thursday, brought to you by our good friends at the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, Old New Orleans Cookery, and the Hideout Bar. And Gary Smith will, will tee it off first. Uh, he'll join us at 4.15, talking Tulane, UNO, and, of course, the home teams. Ross Jackson of uh, Locked On Saints Podcast will join us on the program at 4.35, talking Saints. Ali Cassell, the Bird Rights, talks Pelicans at 5.15. And Jordy Collada of the Jordy Collada Show will join us at 5.35. We'll, we'll concentrate on LSU, but we will branch out to Pelicans and Saints there. And, of course, Gary Smith, you got to check out the Wave Report. That is his, uh, his uh, own personal site, uh, go-to site for you Tulane fans, but also, again, lead writer uh, for, again, the local teams on, uh, on the Advocate Times-Picayune, and also NOLA.com. Uh, this half hour brought to you by our friends over at uh, Old New Orleans Cookery. What a great uh, Mardi Gras uh, holiday it was. And, it, look, the Oceana family of restaurants do it right, okay? They, they, they rent out their balconies with an all-inclusive package, but then yet they still leave the restaurants open to come in and, and, and enjoy, again, a great meal and cocktails. Uh, during the Lenten season, again, uh, a smorgasbord of um, – of uh, great Lenten uh, dishes for you, uh, great Louisiana seafood. Check them out. Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street, again, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Open late, still again, open late. Uh, I, I've said it before, I'll say it again. If you are one of those people that, again, they're out late looking for a late meal, you see me, there's no place to eat in New Orleans late anymore. No, no. The Oceana family of restaurants, all are open for you. Uh, and, of course, uh, uh, Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest. Uh, extraordinary cocktails from the great mixologists we have here in the city. Not one but two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms, private restroom, and bar. If you're planning your next event, got to check out Old New Orleans Cookery. Take a picture on their world-famous stairwell. Also, again, a great dining experience, which includes, uh, again, a authentic French Quarter courtyard. Beautiful by day, spectacular by night. Uh, perfect for date night, getting, uh, getting together with friends or family. Maybe, again, you're trying to close that business deal. Do it at Old New Orleans Cookery. That's nolacookery.com. Nolacookery.com where you can check out the entire menu and everything you need to know. Again, it's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery, uh, part of, again, the Oceana family of restaurants. And, uh, again, all of uh, those uh, patrons that uh, went out and uh, enjoyed a great meal, a cocktail of the Oceana family of restaurants, we thank you. And uh, remember, you can always go to ericasher.com for a slideshow to sponsor, sponsor our program. And uh, it's an easy way to be able to connect uh, on their website so that you'll be able to find everything you need to know about those particular sponsors. All right. Um, today, uh, uh, just a quick uh, shot of news before we head to uh, Gary Smith. Uh, the Saints did rework the deals of Will Lutz and also Ryan Ramshack, as expected, as they continue to be, re- to be able to um, uh, rework deals. Uh, uh, in trying to get under the uh, $57 million over the cap that they are. Um, uh, with that said, we can expect some more um, uh, revisions to contracts uh, going forward, uh, and uh, we'll see again how that, how that plays out ultimately. Still no word on Derek, on Derek Carr, and I don't expect any, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I think it's going to be a long process. Uh, interesting that yesterday there was a um, – um, there was a report out of Green Bay that said that uh, Aaron Rodgers was coming back. Everything that I've heard is, again, that, that he would like to be able to play elsewhere next year. The Jets look like the odds on favor. Don't, don't count out Las Vegas, okay? Don't count out Las Vegas as a, as a, as a possibility. And we'll see how that, how that affects the Saints and, and Derek Carr going forward. Um, you know, there's also, a t- again, talk that Baltimore is, is, is going to try to uh, get the two number one picks for, for Lamar Jackson. I don't know if the Saints will be in that sweepstakes or not. One of the reasons why I really wanted uh, 
um, the uh, uh, Denver's 2024 first-round pick, uh, but it is what it is. Uh, remember, that is a quarterback draft. In case you don't get a quarterback in this draft, you can always get one in next year's draft. And then, of course, Hendon Hooker is, is, is a big name right now. And Look, I've been doing a lot of research on Hendon Hooker over the last couple of days, and uh, we'll talk about him as we go forward on, on the show's uh, coming up, we will, we'll mention him again to, today to Ross Jackson because he has a, a possibility for this New Orleans Saints team, especially if they're going to go to a more of a, a, a of a um, RPO type offense, uh, a spread type offense, in which again he is um, he is a, he is adept to, and then also, you know, Taysom Hill. Uh, is an is a is another uh, individual obviously that can play that particular um, uh, type of style. So we'll see again how how this this kind of plays out. Saints have a lot of holes. We talked about it on the TV show today. Uh, it'll be interesting to see again how they fill those holes going forward. All right, um, let's head to the guest line joining us on the program uh, as he does each and every Thursday uh, to talk again not just Tulane but UNO and all the all the home teams. Uh, he is Gary Smith of the Wave Report, also uh, Picayune. Uh, Nola.com and The Advocate, and I'll just say it right now. Uh, a lot of uh, Tulane fans come out, coming out the woodwork now with, again, the, um, uh, the, the great season by the football team, another uh, really good season so far with the basketball team, with the exception of last night, we'll get into that. If you truly love the Wave and you want to find out what's going on with your Green Wave, you've got to be able to subscribe to the Wave Report. Get out there and, again, subscribe. Make sure, again, you're part of that community. And, of course, Gary joins us on the program each and every week. Gary, how are you? Doing well, Eric, doing well. How was your Mardi Gras, my friend? It was pretty good. I wasn't very happy when the American Athletic Conference released the uh, football schedules on Mardi right. Gras morning. <laughs> that added an extra story that I, I had to had to drink a little less that day because I knew I had some writing to do when, there you go. I, when I got home. But now I had my 12-year-old son with me, so there wasn't a whole lot of drinking on the, on, sure. on the cards at the time. But still, um, it, it, it was had, had a good Mardi Gras. It was my first one in three years. Last year, we, my family, we went to Florida for Mardi Gras. And, of course, there, mm-hmm. there was no Mardi Gras two years ago. So. Sure, absolutely. Well, let's start off with last night, and I think we see the separate. You know, the, the thing about Ron Hunter is when he came in again, he matched. He really yeah. kind of again put Houston on that pedestal, right? You know, yeah, that's the team we got to beat, and that's the team that we're going to have to beat with this conference. Now they're heading to the, they're heading to the, to the Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is it for them, but they are the number one team in the nation, and I think we saw why last night. I mean, yeah. you know, a pretty good Tulane team got shut down. I look. Eric, I did not see that performance coming, and Houston is really good, but uh, that was a shocker. Just um, Houston, I've watched a fair amount of Houston in the last month, and unlike last year, when they when they when they played hard every minute, they've tended to drift in and out of games at times because their their talent level is extremely high. They didn't drift at all last night, and, and the first game against Houston, Houston shot the lights out at Devlin at Devlin Fieldhouse earlier this year. It was a twenty-point game, but Houston went twelve for twenty-four from three-point range. Tulane missed a lot of shots in that game they can normally make. I really felt like Tulane could have competed with Houston if Houston had just missed a few more shots. Well, we found out the answer last night because Houston did miss those same shots. Houston went ten for thirty-two from long range, and they were eight for twenty-eight um, late in the second half from long range. But their defense just completely destroyed Tulane's offense in the first half. And this is a Tulane team that had been averaging about eighty-eight points a game. It's been one of the best offenses in the country. Uh, and Houston doesn't do any tricks; they just guard you. They guard you. They stay in front of you. They frustrate you. They frustrated every single player on, on, on Tulane's team. They, for the first time in a long time. It, this year, I felt like Tulane got shell shocked in, in, in that game and kind of, kind of retreated mentally with, with how physical and just tough 
Houston Houston was. Um, and yeah, that's that's a obviously Houston's on a, is a different caliber um, from anyone in the league. But I still think this is an excellent. The two-lane basketball team. The, the, there's no there's no at-large bid to the NCAA tournament coming now. That's off the table. The only way for Tulane to right. get in the NCAA tournament is to win the AAC tournament. Obviously, Houston's <laughs> a pretty big obstacle in the way. Yes, there. but this is still this is a Tulane team. They're still in second place. They're still they probably they might be able to stay in second place over Memphis if they win two of their last four. They'll mm-hmm. almost certainly be able to stay in second place if they win three of their last four, and they're going to be favored in all of their last four. The question going forward is, did they lose confidence last night? Because that really was, it was a butt kicking. It was a 30-point game when Houston didn't shoot well, and it felt like a 30-point game. It, that, that was an accurate reflection uh, of the score. So the, 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 Ron Hunter talked about after Tulane lost to Tulsa, um, Tulane went to Wichita State a few days later and was a no-show in the first half, fell behind by 18, was able to come back and win in overtime. Well, after this <laughs> got kicked. They're having to play Wichita State again at home. Wichita State's not having a great year, but they have some physical advantages over Tulane. It'll be this is a really important game for Tulane. Just they've just got to flush this. There's nothing they can do about it now. Come back. Wichita State, two games against East Carolina, a game at home against Temple. There's a real opportunity for Tulane to win four straight games and finish fourteen and four in the American Athletic Conference four years after going 0 and eighteen. Right, right. And, again, that would put them over the 20-game uh, win mark. Yeah. It's not going to be enough, as you mentioned, to get in that large bid. When you look yeah. at it, they're not even on the bubble, on any bubble nope. right now. Nope. Uh, a win last night might have might have put them in a little bit of contention, but it, it didn't happen. Uh, they're going to have to win the tournament in order to get mm-hmm. into the NCAA. They'll probably end up in the NIT or one of the yeah. other, other um, uh, tournaments yeah. out there. Yeah, and that's the other thing they need to they need to win these games. I didn't even think about that, but that's the truth. They need to win these games for the NIT because they're not in mm-hmm. locks in the NIT right now with yeah. their with their computer rankings and stuff like that. And the fact Julian is a really good team, but it's, the conference is not great this year. That's just a fact. Other than other than Houston, and, but and, and Tulane is going to be banking on their two wins over over Memphis. But the computer numbers just don't like the computers don't like Tulane this year, or the, or the formulas and, and stuff like that. But if Tulane if Tulane finishes second in the league, I think that would be enough to to, to get an NIT bid, and and I like Tulane's chances to do that as long as they just flush last night's performance because uh, that was that I, I I can promise you they look, all guys are confident, but Tulane really went in that game thinking they had a chance to win, and Memphis right. and Houston just completely took that belief away. And basically the first 10 minutes of the game, first 15 oh, minutes of the game. Yeah. Well, Pope seemed to be the only player that, that, that had any type of success last night. Uh, yeah. Everybody else seemed to be shell-shocked, no doubt yeah. about it. And, and Jalen Cook figured it out in the second half. I mean, I, look, Houston relaxed a little bit, but Jalen Cook is one of the best offensive players in America. He had four shots blocked in the first half, and they weren't yeah. – his shot, he's a tough shot maker, so when he's having that happen, people may think it's a force, but he's been making those exact same shots every other every other game. Those same shots were just getting just packed and all, by different players, um, and, and he had to make an adjustment. He scored 21 points in the second half. He only missed one shot. It obviously didn't matter at, at that point. I'm not worried about Jalen Cook. He's, he's, when he's healthy, he's one of the best point guards in America. The other guys, though, Look, they just got to remember they're not playing Houston anymore. So some of those same sloppy turnovers that look sloppy against Houston, those are the same passes that were going for layups and, and dunks against other teams in the league. I think Tulane got a little too giddy with belief in the way they'd been playing, and they they didn't adjust to what Houston does, and they were trying to make the same bounce passes that, that work against Tulsa and SMU um, that turn into fast-break layups the other end. 
for Houston. But you know what? Those plays will work against Wichita State and against East Carolina. Again, I, I don't I don't want to see Tulane change too much. They 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 were they were playing great going into the Houston game. Just forget about that one. Go forward, and the way they've been, the level they've been playing is good enough to win these next four games. Yeah, d- different level when you talk about yeah. Houston. I do want to talk yep. about the the, the the Tulane football schedule now before we yep. talk a little bit about uh, the rest of the uh, of the uh, local basketball uh, uh, teams. Uh, just your your overall thought as you glance at the schedule. I, well. It, <laughs> It's definitely Conference USA heavy. They uh, they gave Tulane. There's there's six teams coming from Conference USA into the league, and Tulane's playing five of them. Um, they're only playing three games against holdover American Athletic Conference teams. They're missing Navy for the third straight year. They're missing SMU they, for the first time since the very first year they were in, in the league. So it, it's definitely going to be a different feel. Obviously, that the change is coming about with Houston, Cincinnati, and UCF moving to the Big Twelve. It's it, it, it's a schedule. Uh, Tulane. Tulane will clear. I think Tulane is going to be the preseason favorite. It's not the favorite. They'll be a co-favorite with, with UTSA. The, the conference recognized that the home finale is against UTSA, which won, which won conference USA this year. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and yeah, I, it, the, the problem with Tulane in the past, of course, has been that when they had their breakthrough seasons, they then fell back immediately that I can't imagine that happening this year and looking right. at the schedule and who they're playing in, in conference. I really can't imagine it happening because uh, I don't think with the exception of UTSA and maybe UAB, I don't see these new teams coming in being on the same level as Tulane. I think it's a good chance for Tulane to rack up a lot of wins again next year, but, but we'll as, see. As we thought it might be right yeah. uh, again with, yeah. with, the, with the changeover in the conference. And of course, yeah. with two with, with, with again, uh, Tulane being able to keep at least their head coach, even though there's mm-hmm. been a revolving door of coaches, yeah. and, obviously, and again, trust, behind Willie Fritz. Yeah, and trust me, the coaches aren't upset about not having to play Navy again. <laughs> that's a headache. Yeah. Regardless of whether Navy's good or not, that's a headache opponent every year where you sure have to is. change every single thing you're doing. Everything. You have to practice for them in the off season a little mm-hmm. bit, stuff like that. So they, they don't mind not having to play that triple option um, system, yeah. um, which I, I assume Navy's going to keep with, the, with their new coach. Yep, 100% agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, UNO, 8-18, eight 5-10. Eight, and 10. They've won their last two. There's a four-way tie for sixth place. they got a big one against Nichols tonight uh, I'll be uh, there. at UNO. Yeah, that's a that that that's a huge game. What an unbelievable win for UNO um, um, in, in, at Northwestern State over the weekend. Yep. Northwestern State had won nine games in a row. They were tied for first place in the league until they won earlier in the week. UNO had lost nine games in a row. It was basically a must win if they wanted to make the conference tournament. Um, eight of the ten teams make it. I, I did check Texas A&M Commerce, which is not even eligible for the NCAA tournament, will be allowed to play in the conference tournament. I don't know how that's going to work out, I, but but they will. So you got to finish in the top eight. UNO's at a four-way tie for last place now. They play two of the other teams um, next in their next two games. Um, that where they, if they win both of those, they'd probably be able to make it. But a chance tonight, hey, if they can beat Northwestern State, they've got a shot at Nichols tonight. And of course, the difference is Jordan Johnson returned. <laughs> uh, he, he missed what five games in a row with, with a knee injury. He, yes. he was leading the nation in three-point shooting um, for a struggling team when he went out. They absolutely could not win w- without him. He's back. They won two straight games um, with him in the lineup, and, 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 and hey, if they could beat if they could beat Northwestern State, they got a shot at Nichols tonight, and it would be a heck of a turnaround from a team that looked dead in the water 
just a, a week ago. Yeah, by, by the way, Southeastern and Nichols tied for third place yep. in the Southland at a 9-6 and six conference record. So we'll see how that plays out. Loyola, uh, both the men and women's uh, teams are in, in uh, Montgomery, Alabama, getting ready for their conference tournament. And Loyola ended up the men's the 19th overall, 20-5, uh, mm-hmm. 15-3 in their conference. They are the number one seed. The women, uh, ninth overall uh, in, in, in the nation, 25-1, 17-1 in the conference, 29 wins in a row. Again, they are also the number one seed going into the tournament in Montgomery, Alabama. Uh, that, that started this afternoon. Yeah, I like both of their chances to come out of that tournament with the win. And the women, it's going to be awfully hard for the men to repeat as national champions. That, that That's tough. But the, but the women have a chance to win this year. And, uh, again, just what what a great story. The way Loyola, the, the, the level that Loyola has gotten their basketball programs to at this point. Yeah, and I think both of us are anticipating at some point going Division One, right? I mean, maybe in the I, Southland I, Conference, right? It, it could happen. You look at the you look at the names of schools in the country that are competing in Division One in basketball, and it's like, who, what? Um, I, I certainly see no reason why, if Loyola wanted to make that move, they they couldn't do it and be pretty successful. I did want to mention again, we mentioned last week with Lisa Stockton uh, tying Leon sure. Barrymore for career victories. She has now eclipsed that. Mm-hmm. 577 coaching against Louisiana team, 640 total victories in her career. Just, a, just an incredible career for, uh, again, Lisa Stockton uh, at Tulane. Yeah, I mean, her, her the, the last 10 years have not been as successful as, as, as earlier in her career, but she has done that in a period of athletic history at Tulane where Tulane was basically winning at nothing. <laughs> and she was winning, getting to the NCAA tournament in the 90s almost almost every year. Um, just the, the numbers speak for themselves. You pass Leon Barmore, you're doing something right, and she's been doing it something right for a long time. As far as the baseball team goes, they're out west again, uh, losing the series. What is the Cal Irvine this past weekend? Uh, now they're taking on Fullerton this week. No, they they played Fullerton on Tuesday actually. And oh, lost, so it was Fullerton on Tuesday, okay? And they played St. John's this week. It's, it's a huge series. Look, right now they're doing what losing teams do. There, there's a lot of uh, it's the first time they've been zero and four since 1960. That that sounds abysmal. The truth is, there have been a lot of teams in recent years that if they'd have started with a three-game series that used the Irvine and then gone to Cal Fullerton on a Tuesday, that would be zero and four. Also, but but the, the game on Tuesday was unbelievably frustrating because Tulane played better. They were up. They were up five to four. Um, routine grounder to shortstop with, with one out in the seventh inning. Slips on the throw. Error. Guy gets the second. Score tied. Ninth inning. Teal Banks, who's, who's probably the best player on the team, has been un- struggling just mightily at the plate. Was benched for the game to give him a rest. They put him in as a defensive substitute in the ninth inning. It was a rainy, windy, cold day in, in Fullerton. Routine fly ball with one out and a man on first. He camps under it, lets it go right over his glove for a double that would be an error if you could call <laughs> a play where the ball doesn't touch your glove in college baseball an error. It cost Tulane the game, and they ended up losing 6-5. to five. They're, They've played better in their last two games. On Sunday, they gave up two hits total, had seven hits, somehow managed to lose one to nothing. They could easily be 2-2 two and two right now. But I think this is still a carryover from having your coach fired the year before, all the struggles that were going on by the end of last season. Jay Ullman has to find a way to get these guys' self-belief 
a little higher. And, and St. John's is not, they're not, they were picked sixth out of eight teams in the, in the big East this weekend. I mean, this year, this is a huge series for this Tulane baseball team. Cause they got to find a way to get some confidence. They pitched well in the first weekend. They just couldn't hit at all. And hitting was supposed to be their strength. And then their right. defense let them down on Tuesday. They got to get their, their big bats, their freshmen that turned sophomores have been just have been not hitting. They've barely been hitting at all so far this year. They got to get those guys going. And this is a huge opportunity for them this weekend to, to start to start feeling better about themselves because that was that was a brutal. I mean, the conditions. I watched it on ESPN Plus. I mean, <laughs> it, it was windy, rainy all game long at, at Fullerton, and it looked like Tulane was going to win all the way through until the defensive lapses at, at the end. And uh, that that could not have been a fun plane uh, flight home um, after an 0 4 start. Right, uh, I, I'm with you. Um, it looks like again that um, what is it? Is it the Andre Dawson Classic this weekend for for UNO? Yeah, it, yeah, it, it is. They, they, uh, I think it's Jackson State on Friday night, yeah. uh, Alabama State on Saturday, yeah. um, uh, and, and that's over at Burrow. Uh, is yeah. that at Wesley Burrow? Is that where they're going to be playing at? I, I, see, I, 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 you know, I think you're right. I was actually thinking it was at UNO, but I, 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 I think you're right. At UNO, by the way, same thing, same deal as Tulane. UNO started one and three. They haven't played a home game yet either. Right. Um, they they went to to Kennesaw State, which is a fairly frequent regional participant in the last 10 years. And it played a ranked Southern Miss team. Um, that was not a good, not an easy way for them to start the season. Same situation for them as Tulane. Um, they need to, they, they need to have a good weekend this weekend just to, just to feel better about themselves. You know, had a pretty good year last year. Um, then their best player, and this is what happens now in, 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 in college sports transferred. <laughs> um, so that, that was a blow. It, it's kind of yeah. hard. It, you know, they, they're not expected to be a contender in the, in the Southlands this year, but, but, but we'll find out Blake Dean's done a heck of a job at, at UNO. And I wouldn't be surprised for me at all if they, if they, um, overachieve from what people expect right. from them. It's Jackson State, Florida A&M, and Alabama yeah. State that'll be involved in the Andre Dawson Classic. Yeah. I, I, I can't find if it's going to be at, at Wesley Barrow or it's going to be over at UNO. So, again, we'll, we'll table that until next week. Uh, but, again, uh, this is something that they've been doing over the last couple of years. So mm-hmm. we'll see how that plan plays out. Um, as, as far as, uh, as anything that we may have missed, anything that you want to add? No, I just I, – I know from my Twitter feed, I just want to caution people <laughs> – Tulane basketball team, very disappointing score last night, but a little bit too much negativity. You you want to be disappointed when you lose by 30 points, but you know, I'm seeing stuff like they're never going to win. They're too small. They can't rebound. Okay. They're never going to rebound great under Ron Hunter. Um, that, that, that's just the reality, but, but their previous game, they played South Florida. They got out rebounded by 16 and they won by 18. That's the way his teams play. Um, Houston's Houston's a bad matchup for every single team in the country on their on their home floor, not not just Tulane. So I I'd I'd caution people to read too much into one loss, meaning that a way of that a way a guy coaches or a way a team plays means they can't get it done. This is one. This is the most successful Tulane team since (laughs) since the heyday of the Perry Clark era. Um, and I'd caution people to not to 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 not read too much into into that. Last night was bad, no question about that. They thought they they thought they they thought. They could play with Houston. That was not the case, but that is in no way or shape a reflection on on where Ron Hunter's program is at this point. It's a reflection of how dominant Houston is. I would agree with that 100%. Gary, thanks for the time as always. At Gary Smith on Twitter, and of course, please subscribe to the Wave Report. Uh, how can folks do that? Um, absolutely. Um, Tulane.rivals.com, the Wave Report.com. 
go to either one of those places, um, the information comes right up on the screen and uh, easy, easy subscription, um, about eight, about $8.50 a month. Um, spring, football, that, spring football starts next week, next Tuesday. Um, <laughs> blanket coverage, every, every practice that I can go to. I might miss a couple during the conference basketball mm-hmm. tournament, but other than that, blanket coverage that you're, you're absolutely not going to get anywhere else. So that, that's something to, to look forward to for sure. Always appreciate your time, my friend. We'll check in with yeah. you next week. We'll talk yeah. about that spring practice. Oh, and I did a real fast check. It is in those three UNO games that the Andre Dawson Classic is at Maestri Field out at UNO. Okay, it is at Maestri Field. Well, thank you for checking that out for me. I appreciate it very much. Uh, we'll check in with you next week. Thanks so much, Gary. Thanks for having me on. There he goes, Gary Smith. All right. Um, don't forget about Burkhart. If you're in the market for a gen- uh, maybe you got that income tax check coming in. Maybe, again, you decided that, it, you know what, I'm not going without power anymore. Uh, whether, again, it's uh, tropical events or just every day uh, the, the power going out in your neighborhood, uh, call my friends at Burkhart. Uh, again, uh, Jason Burkhart will come out to your home or your business, sit down with you, do a consultation. He'll educate you on your options for a Generac generator. If you've done the, if you've done the research, which you should have already, right, it's going to be an easy conversation. Uh, then it comes down to you want to finance it over time or again, you want to pay your money up front all for your generator. Uh, remember, Burkhardt will, will handle everything for you, permits, uh, uh, also, again, planning, inspections. Their dedicated generator team does everything for you. Uh, and then, of course, uh, don't, don't forget also about that single-day install. Once they put you on the counter or single-day inst- single install, you're getting one. Uh, a warehouse fully stocked with all the parts you need, 24-7, 365 emergency service. You just can't beat it. When it comes to generator sales and service, Burkhardt are the experts. Don't sign that contract with any other company until you at least give Burkhardt an opportunity again to be able to get your business. Uh, again, that's acpromise.com. Looking for a Generac generator. Think Burkhardt. That's acpromise.com. Ross Jackson's next. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana family of restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, The Hideout Bar. We'll be right back. If you want a little soul with your country, then you're with us. New Orleans country, from the classics to the songs that matter. Your country is on 1061 Nash Icon or anytime at NashFM1061.com. This report is sponsored by eBay Motors. You might not have the biggest garage on the block, but with eBay Motors, there's 122 million parts right at your fingertips, whatever you need. There's something that fits your vehicle, air filters, tires, seat covers, and more. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. 10 eastbound, your delays are solid from Elysian Fields to the high rise. Also, be mindful of delays that are solid if you're traveling on 10 westbound from City Park to the airport. On the 610 on the westbound side, your delays are solid right at Canal Boulevard. And on the eastbound side from St. Bernard to the 10610 merge. If you're traveling eastbound along the Crescent City Connection, look out for delays steady from just before Chapatulas to the Camp Street exit. Also, in the meantime, look out for accidents. Arts at Florida Avenue, also Mirabu at Music Street and Morrison at the I-10 North Service Road. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Services Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 
467 Hickory Avenue. Open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great Southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. At Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, their number one priority is treating people right. Take it from me, Eric Asher. It means getting there quickly in an emergency. They'll be on time and do a perfect job. And it means they promise to give everyone a fair price every time. So if you're looking for a better experience from your generator AC company, or you just got a big quote from someone else and you want a second opinion, let the folks at Burkhardt earn your trust and treat you right. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Dave Miet Insurance is a full-service independent insurance agency since 1958, offering auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial policies, serving the East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and River Parishes. Dave Miet Insurance is your one-stop insurance specialist. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMietInsAgency.com. New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service, home of the 1195 Direct Cremation. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, uh, and, of course, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant and the Hideout Bar. Speaking of Bobby Bear's, uh, don't forget, rated number one uh, uh, restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. Uh, you can go in, and uh, this time of year where we got an overlap of so many sports, you know, you're trying to keep up with college basketball, NBA. Uh, obviously, you've got uh, all these, um, um, you know, the XFL, USFL football leagues. You, you've got college baseball going on. Uh, you know, hockey, if you're a hockey fan. Uh, it's a great place to go to be able to watch a ball game. But also, again, a fantastic venue for you. Uh, they got 30-plus TV screens. You'll never miss a, a play. Amazing cocktails, incredible beer selection, uh, and, of course, a menu that has something for everyone, especially, again, uh, you're looking for uh, great um, uh, seafood dishes for the Lenten season. They got you covered there as well. Uh, you can order online for delivery in Metairie uh, at bobbyabears.com. They're open seven days a week. They're open late. Lunch and dinner available for you, but also open late. 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Uh, again, if you're looking for a great place to eat out here in Metairie, uh, check out Bobby Bears Cajun Cannon Restaurant 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Uh, Bobby Bears Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. Paul, part of the Oceana family of restaurants. Alright, joining us on the program now is Ross Jackson of Locked on Saints podcast. Always look forward to his um, his participation in our program. And I'm telling you right now, you love the Saints. You're trying to find out what's going on in the offseason. Uh, he makes it so easy for you. His podcasts are easy to be able to, uh, to, to get. Uh, it's concise information. It's in, 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 a, in a, uh, you know, small amount of time, great information. And, of course, he joins us each and every week right here on the program. Ross, how are you? Hey, buddy, doing great, doing great. Thanks so much, as always, for having me on. 
Also, Saints Wire, as well as, again, CrestedySports.com is where you can catch his writings. Ross, I want to we'll talk a little about quarterbacks today, and we'll get in, I want to get into the restructuring of some contracts a bit later. But, again, uh, Derek Carr made his visit to the New York Jets. Uh, David Carr's brother mentioned on NFL Network that, again, this is going to be a drawn-out process. He's not going to be signing with anyone any, anytime soon. Uh, just assuming that he heads elsewhere, okay? Um, and we've talked about, you know, Andy Dalton, maybe again running it back with, with Taysom Hill. But let's talk about the collegiate ranks and, and who may be a fit for this team. Hendon Hooker looks like, again, he may be available for them in the second round unless someone falls in love with him. And, again, a transfer from Virginia, after two years of Virginia Tech uh, to Tennessee, two really great years at, at, at Tennessee, did not turn the football over, uh, was a, a, a well over a 60% uh, passer, a guy that could run the ball. Again, he's, he's your typical dual-threat type quarterback. Uh, and I'd like you to comment on this. A lot of the scouts feel that, that there's a weakness of his game because of the splits, the wide splits splits they played at Tennessee, they don't know if he can make the, 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 the uh, throws over the middle like you're going to have to do in the NFL. As you look at this player, uh, give, give us a little scouting report on him and then your thoughts of, again, how he may fit with the New Orleans Saints if you believe he's on the radar as some draft Knicks do. Yeah, absolutely. I think Hendon Hooker is probably my favorite prospect in terms of a fit for the New Orleans Saints going into 2023. I think he's somebody that gives you a couple different things. I think he can make throws at all three levels of the field, which is important in the NFL game, but you're right. The middle of the field is kind of the concern, but that's a concern that you're going to see for actually quite a few of the quarterbacks in this year's uh, draft class. So that's not a huge, uh, a big enough, I think, hill to climb that it would keep teams away from, from investing in them. I think the scheme is something Josh Heupel's scheme over at Tennessee, which was based on, the wide receiver's ability to effectively run option routes. If a wide receiver is covered by a defensive back over the top, then they would sit down. If that wide receiver is covered by a defensive back even, their whole phrase was, if we're even, I'm leaving. So, you know, you have these guys that are very speedy and Cedric Wilson and Jalen Hyatt, who are also entering this year's NFL draft, uh, that, you know, can take the top off of those defenses and be able to do that. But what I like about what um, – what Hendon Hooker is able to do is that he's the best, if not, I mean, he's one of the best, if not the best pre-snap quarterback in this year's NFL draft. So he knows how to sit at the line of scrimmage, look around, know what he's seeing, make adjustments based on that, and then execute the play call based upon what the defense is giving him. That's high level, above the shoulders football stuff that NFL teams love. And I know something that the New Orleans Saints absolutely value. Uh, as well. I think the other thing that he does really well is that he's a spot thrower. All of those little things that we that I just discussed about how the Josh Heupel Tennessee Volunteers offense ran those wide receiver options means that based upon those coverage leverages, Hendon Hooker had to make the same read that those wide receivers are making and anticipate where those wide receivers were going and the decisions that they were going to make. And so what do you do? You throw to spots as opposed to throwing to the receiver. This is something that uh, Drew Brees was absolutely famous for uh, in New Orleans was his ability to be able to throw receivers open. Hendon Hooker is able to have that type of anticipation as well. He's the type of quarterback that gets the ball out before or as the receiver's breaking out of the route, as opposed to waiting and throwing where the receiver was instead of where they're going. So I think those two tenets are things that will translate to the not only the NFL, but particularly to the uh, New Orleans Saints offense really well. And then you mentioned his legs. I think this is a big piece, too. His legs, the way that Hendon Hooker treats them, are as a nice-to-have, not a need-to-have. 
And that's a really, really good practice at the next level so that you don't have to be a quarterback that lives and dies by your running ability. And instead, when you can't run, which is something Jeff Ireland observed during the uh, during his mobile week that he loves in dual threat quarterbacks, is that when you can't run, you got to be able to throw the ball. And Hinton Hooker can absolutely do that. You know, Ross, I've kind of done a deep dive on him for the last couple of days, and, 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 and there's nothing I really don't like, with maybe the exception, again, that he didn't get a lot of chance to throw over the middle at Tennessee. That doesn't mean he can't do it. I mean, you just really mm-hmm. described, again, what this next Saints quarterback should be. should be A guy that's a dual threat. That's what Jeff Ireland talked about. Guys that have some of the attributes, obviously, that, that Breeze had. Intelligence, being able to throw a guy open to spots. I mean, I don't see why, why there should be a hesitation on this guy right now. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that some people draw a little bit of a hesitation around him because of his age, but I got to tell you, I couldn't care less. I don't think that being an, you know, that being a mature quarterback is a bad thing. And I don't think that the difference of a year or two years, I mean, he's only, I think, six months older than Kenny Pickett was coming into the mm-hmm. NFL draft last year. And Kenny Pickett is, you know, no, he was the only first round pick, the only first round quarterback last year. And I don't think that anybody ever raised a concern about his age. And so I, I look at where Hendon Hooker is and, and what it is that you would have to adjust to get him in. Those are adjustments that I would be more than willing to make as an NFL coach, as opposed to going with some late round flyer who you have to teach to you effectively have to reteach the game of football to at the next level. And so I think that ends up being a huge difference for him. I think, you know, coming off of the ACL injury, I think medicals over the course of this offseason are going to be the biggest thing. He's been saying consistently that he's going to be ready and running by the end of March and that he'll be, uh, you know, ready to go in terms of getting started with any team's uh, training camp. If, if those things prove to be true, and if the medicals check out, his visits with the team, when they do their medical checks, when those check out, and I think you really could see Hendon Hooker potentially not only going in the second round, but if a team falls in love with him enough, as you mentioned mm-hmm. earlier today, they could take him in the first round, a team like the New Orleans Saints at 29, take him in the bottom of the first round to get the 50-year option on him and be yep. ready to go, you know, whether he's ready this year or you give you know, Andy Dalton half the year, you bring him back, and then you have Hendon Hooker ready to go for mid-2023 or even early 2024. I don't think that there's a bad situation there. I do think the Saints need to find some rookie quarterback to groom, so why not go with one that looks dang near NFL ready? Right. Um, he doesn't turn the ball over. Uh, as you mentioned again, his his stats really jump off the, off the page at you, and and of course again in the red zone again he's not a guy that turns the ball over. They're scoring now. Tennessee had a really good team, but still, uh, you know he played very very well, and he seems to be NFL ready. I mean, I understand the 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 ACL injury and and, and maybe the hesitation there, but if I'm the Saints and I'm looking, to, you know, we were talking about forty. You really want a fifth-year option with a quarterback. You want to be able to have that yep. fifth year if you can get it. And uh, if you really like the guy, and, and, and Derek Carr is not going to be your guy for the next five years, I don't know why you don't pull the trigger at 29. Yeah, absolutely. You can see the uh, – if you want to see what it's like to have a quarterback that is, that is you know, uh, average NFL quarterback and how important a fifth-year option is, look at the New York Giants right now. They're having to make a decision about giving Daniel Jones a huge – huge second contract after one good season one okay season or potentially even franchise tagging him to keep him in the building because they didn't pick up his fifth year option that's how important a fifth year option is in the nfl it moves the needle for a guy like daniel jones imagine what it would do for a guy like hendon hooker if he translates into the nfl so you absolutely want to have that fifth year option on these quarterbacks especially with the salary caps growing 
the contract numbers at quarterback is going to continue to grow. The top five contracts or the top 10 to five, five to 10 contracts in the NFL is what the salary, or what the franchise tag is based on. So you don't want to be in a situation where you have to go in a year early on the franchise tag and make mm-hmm. a potentially uneducated decision. You want to have all five years under the belt, have a little bit of cost control there on a quarterback for five years, which will help you get out from under the salary cap, will help you be able to put some good pieces around the young quarterback. And if you have to make any changes, that offensive coordinator or head coach in the next couple of years, a young talent like Hendon Hooker is the type of talent that will attract people to uh, the New Orleans Saints, who are already carry a reputation as one of the better organizations around the NFL. So you get a talented young quarterback that can add to that, and then you could be seeing this team you know, back to running the NFC South here in the next couple of years if things go well. If you bring in a, uh, a kid like Hooker, are, are you playing Taysom Hill more because that's the type of offense you're going to run where, again, you're, you're going to be, maybe have, again, uh, more RPO, uh, maybe uh, you know more of, a, more of a spread type offense, or are you going with a veteran like an Andy Dalton? And, and I'm saying that because uh, saying that maybe Derek Carr goes elsewhere. Yeah, yeah, assuming that Derek Carr goes elsewhere. I, I would honestly not blame the New Orleans Saints for bringing back Andy Dalton and building a, actually building an offense for him as opposed to having him drive Jameis Winston's car where he's got to adjust the mirrors and move the seat back and bring the steering wheel up and all these other things. Give him his offense and then see what you're able to do with him in 2023, get ready for 2024 uh, in, in, any, in any fashion. But I also wouldn't blame the New Orleans Saints if they went a different direction here. And they said, okay, didn't get Derek Carr. Give Taysom Hill the reins. He's 8-2 and two as a New Orleans Saints starter. Right. Give him the reins and then start building that offense that you can then translate over to a younger, more mobile quarterback like a Hendon Hooker later on down the road. I wouldn't blame the Saints for taking either route. We know that Dennis Allen very quickly removed Taysom Hill from the quarterback conversation in terms of comp- competing as a starting quarterback last right. year. Some of that might have just been trying to align with Jameis Winston. Him going and, and, and giving Taysom Hill the reins in 2023, if that's the direction that he decides to go, I don't think would be a bad choice despite him making that decision over in 2022, which was a logical decision to make at that time. Commit to the guy that you expect to be your starting quarterback. Right. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. And then, you know, if you want to go and roll with the veteran and Andy Dalton, I think you can have him in the building one way or another. But I think Mm -hmm. if you're trying to get your team ready for a dual threat young quarterback and you don't land the guy that you want over on the over on the market, then going with and starting to build that offense with Taysom Hill is not a bad route to go. You know, and look, I've never been on the Taysom train. But again, when I look at. Uh, when I hear Jeff Ireland talk about a dual-threat quarterback, when you look at, again, a guy that may be there for them in Hendon Hooker, it, it just makes good sense. And, look, this might be the best best thing that can happen to this team, the fact that, that this guy got injured. He could, be a, he could be a very good pro quarterback, and ultimately you may be able to get him late first round or, or early second round, uh, depending on, again, what's, what, what goes down, uh, at, at a time when, again, you were thinking that you don't have to get into the top ten to get a quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you look at the the top tier of these quarterbacks, you've got C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, Will Levis, and Anthony Richardson. Those top four quarterbacks could very well be off the board within the top 10 to 15 selections in April. And so if you don't want to have to jump up there and try to make a move to get one of those guys, you might be able to sit pretty comfortably at 29 or potentially trade up if you're hearing that another team you know, that's in your vicinity might look to grab them. Uh, and and get uh, a Hendon Hooker who can be a starter for you, um, you know, pretty quickly in, in the NFL. And when you look at the teams that draft ahead of the New Orleans Saints, Cincinnati's pretty set. I think they're pretty mm-hmm. good with Joe Burrow there. Um, yeah, the Buffalo Bills are in a good place there with Josh mm-hmm. Allen. 
uh, Dak Prescott over in Dallas. The Giants are working to re-sign Daniel Jones. Jacksonville's right. not going anywhere. They've got Trevor Lawrence. Minnesota's set. Baltimore could be set. We'll see what happens with them. The right. Chargers are set. So there's not a lot of guys, not a lot of teams out there that are going to be looking for that quarterback beyond maybe 18 with the Detroit Lions or 19 with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So once those top four guys go off the board, there might be a spell before the next quarterback, quarterback five goes comes off the board. And that could be really good positioning uh, for the New Orleans Saints. It sounds like Tampa's ready to roll through with Kyle Trask and give him right. an opportunity to be the guy. So what are you looking at at the most? Maybe trading up to 20 with Seattle if you want to make sure that you get him. That's not a mm-hmm. huge jump where they might be able to stand pat at 29. Right, and of course, Cody Burns is on the on the on the uh, coaching staff. He knows right. Hendon Hooker as good as anybody. Yep, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he was the uh, the wide receiver coach there that had such a huge uh, impact on installing that hypo uh, system mm-hmm. with Tennessee. He's the one that helped uh, in in recent past. He's turned guys like Darius Slayton and uh, Tutu Atwell and you know others other wide receivers from Auburn as well as the Tennessee Volunteers just last year into draftable assets. Guys like Cedric Wilson as well as uh, Jalen Hyatt were under, you know, Cody Burns. And so Cody Burns knows very well how to maximize those wide receivers, how to teach that system and mm-hmm. principles of that system if the Saints wanted to employ some of those and then get that offense ready to go uh, with Hendon Hooker or at least help to translate to the wide receivers what it is that Hooker might be looking for that can make their pro-style offense work with some of the same tenets or familiar tenets and moves as what they operated over in Tennessee. Interesting scenario for the Saints, especially if Derek Carr signs elsewhere and, of course, would save them a heck of a lot of money as well. Always appreciate your time. Tell everybody about your fantastic podcast, uh, of course, where they can get your writings and how folks can follow you on social media. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You can find Locked on Saints wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. You just search Locked on Saints. Tomorrow's episode is something that we do every Friday called In Case You Missed It, which is just a quick rundown of all the biggest stories mm-hmm. in the week around the New Orleans Saints. So it's a one-stop shop to catch up on everything that goes on. Of course, with the Mardi Gras week, people might have been a little distracted. I understand. Yep, yep. We got to cover it over at, over at Locked on Saints. But, of course, you can find all of the written work over at CrescentCitySports.com and SaintsWired.USAToday.com. You can find all of it in one place on Twitter at Ross Jackson Nola. Always appreciate your time, my friend. Thanks so much. We'll check in with you next week. Real pleasure, buddy. Talk to you soon. Stay safe. Take care. There he goes. Again, what a plethora of information. You get that with his way with, again, his, his writing as well as, again, his podcast. Again, Locked on Saints podcast with Ross Jackson. All right, folks, don't forget about Burkhart. Uh, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank, AC system, uh, again, on the brink. Because we're in the 80s now, right? I mean, you need the AC. Nobody wants to go without AC. You call Burkhart. I don't care if it's your business, your home, uh, commercial, industrial, residential. They got you covered. Uh, 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call. Nate certified technician that will come out doing only the work that's necessary. And if you're looking for a new system, give Burkhart a shot. Don't sign that contract with any other company until Burkhart at least comes out and give you a price. Find out what I've known for the last 30 years. Burkhart, taking care of their customers like family. Uh, that's Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating. ACPromise.com. That's ACPromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Old New Orleans Cookery. Uh, also, again, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. Bobby uh, Old Oceana Grill, uh, Mambo's, and also the High Out Bar. All are open late. All are open seven days a week. Enjoy a great meal or a cocktail at one of the Oceana Family Restaurants. We'll be right back. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in an authentic French Quarter courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. 
Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at MamboNola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Eric Ashby with my good friend Mike Delahousie at the TikTok Cafe. Mike, I was craving the best breakfast in tech. Thank you, Eric. Yeah, but they were closed, so I'm back here at the TikTok Cafe instead. You know, that's not nice. Come on, man. You know we aim to please. You got to get a better aim, pal. Stop. You know we never close, huh? Well, neither does the morgue, so what's your point? Ah, you're unbelievable. You know, you got to admit, we've got the best prices in town. Gluten-free? I think you're missing the point, bud. The TikTok Cafe and the heart of Metairie at Causeway and I-10 are better known as the intersection of diabetes and high cholesterol. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice fillets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can handle hurricane season seems a long way off but now it's time to get ready for it hi eric asher once again talking about my friends at burkhart air conditioning and heating demand for generators is higher than ever don't get left in the dark talk to burkhart now about a generac automatic standby generator be at the front of the line for your generac generator this year when the power goes out you keep the lights on as well as your refrigerator and ac don't wait talk to burkhart now about a generac generator visit acpromise.com that's acpromise.com until america sent you Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs. You just bought a home in the suburbs, but no one told you about all the birds, specifically this one, who seems to be calling out Roy. Roy. But who exactly is Roy? And why doesn't he ever respond? Maybe Roy is just bird speak for save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto. I guess until Roy answers, we'll never know. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. This is Josh Danzig with Where You At Magazine for 1061 Nash Icon. Grab the family and head out to Zephyr Field starting this Friday through March 5th for the return of Thrillville, featuring amusement rides, sea lions, great food, and much more. And for great theater, head to the Cutting Edge Theater in Slidell starting this Friday through March 19th for the musical Dream Girls that will have you dancing on your feet. For more ideas on things to do this weekend, visit us at whereyat.com and click on our community calendar for live music, parties, and much more. Cumulus New Orleans, incredible service and excellent results. New Orleans is always number one with Cumulus Radio and Digital. All right, don't forget folks, Oceana family of restaurants open seven days a week for you. Open late. Uh, Oceana's got breakfast, lunch, and dinner 
Also, again, uh, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookie, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, lunch and dinner, and, of course, uh, live music and also food at the Hideout Bar. You won't go wrong, again, if you're uh, grabbing, a, grabbing a great meal or a cocktail at one of the Oceana family of restaurants. All right, Eric Asher with you until 6. Uh, Ali Cassell and Jordy Collada join us in hour number two. Thanks to Ross Jackson and Gary Smith uh, in hour number one. We'll be right back. Hi, Eric Asher. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. Hey, Eric, 17 years later, we're still open 24-7. Yeah, your sign ought to read, sorry, we're open. Come on, man, 24 hours a day? You know how tough that is? That's a real service to the community. Yeah, the Poison Control Center is open 24 hours, too. Uh, the TikTok Cafe, where the gluten is always free, intersection of I-10 and Causeway, also known as the intersection of salmonella and high cholesterol. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. If you're looking to maximize and beautify your outdoor living space, then call my friends at Acadian Custom Shutters at 985-893-3119. Awnings, patio covers, screen enclosures, motorized interior and exterior roller shades, and many more affordable options to extend and enhance your outdoor living space. Our expert crews use American-made and locally sourced quality products. Let's work together and imagine the possibilities in designing your dream area. Serving the South Shore, North Shore, South Louisiana, the Mississippi Gulf Coast, Acadian Custom Shutters, 985-893-3119, or at Acadian Custom shutters.com
We're gonna be here all day. We're gonna be here all day, baby. I like this kind of party. I like this kind of party, baby. Hour number two of Inside New Orleans, Eric Asher with you until six, four to six weekdays right here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon on your radio dial. Don't forget iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, our digital platforms. NashFM1061.com and EricAsher.com on the World Wide Web. And, of course, our podcast is everywhere. Anchors our home base on your favorite podcasting platform. Search Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher. At Eric underscore Asher on Twitter. Eric Asher on Facebook. Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher on our social media platforms. Uh, Jude Young and also Richie Mills join me on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports today. If you missed us, check us out tonight. It's on LAE. 10 o'clock on the Deuce. That's WLE TV 2. Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on LAE. Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on the Deuce. Sunday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. We'll have it up on our social media platforms within the next 24 hours. If you can't wait, you go to WLE TV's YouTube page. It's right there waiting on you to be able to check out if you're not within the viewing area of either WLE TV or Pelican Sports Television. It's kind of hard not to be in. Well, you know, Pelican almost covers the entire state, and LAE covers the entire metropolitan area, including parts of, again, Mississippi. So, uh, again, you pretty much have, you have a chance to be able to catch the program uh, with so many rebroadcasts at your leisure. All right. Um, thanks to Gary Smith for joining us in the first hour, along with Ross Jackson. Ali Cassell talks Pelicans with us at 515. Uh, and then we finish up with Jordy Collada, the Jordy Collada show. Uh, he will join us talking some LSU, but also some uh, Saints as well. Uh, today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, the Hideout, and the Hideout Bar. Hey, don't forget about Mambo's. Have you been? Did you try it during Mardi Gras? Spectacular. Three floors, I'm telling you, is the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Uh, of course, magnificent cocktails made by some of the great mixologists we have here in the city. And Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest. Great place to go during the Lenten season to get great Louisiana seafood. You can dine in their authentic freshwater courtyard. they got uh, Bourbon Street balcony for you. And, of course, uh, come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Fantastic sight lines. And, of course, a perfect time to get out and, and, and enjoy, again, New Orleans uh, like you've never seen it before from the, from the rooftop bar over at Mambo's. Uh, romantic getaway, maybe, again, uh, uh, getting together with family, friends, maybe trying to close that business deal. They offer you lunch and dinner seven days a week. Uh, they also, again, are open late. Uh, every day of the week. Mambonola.com is how you can find out the, a little bit more about the rest of, about what's going on with the, the restaurant. Uh, also, again, uh, the, the menu, uh, as well as, again, maybe making reservations uh, to be able to enjoy, again, uh, uh, a private event over at, uh, at Mambo's. And then right next door is the Hideout Bar, where they've got live music for you, and also, again, a great menu as well, and fantastic cocktails. Hey, make your next Bourbon Street memory at Mambo's and the Hideout Bar, and that's, again, 411 and 413 Bourbon Street. Uh, and uh, pretty easy to get to, and uh, once you're there, man, you really will enjoy uh, the ambiance, the food, and also the great cocktails as well. Look, we talked a lot about Hendon Hooker last uh, half hour with, um, um, with, with Ross Jackson, and look, one of the reasons why I'm doing a deep dive on him is, look, the Saints are, are going to be hard-pressed to take 29, maybe next year's number one, right after what they did this year, and to try to get up, to try to get to one of the top quarterbacks. 
Hooker, when you look at his stats, okay, just his stats. Now, he went to Virginia Tech for his first two years, transferred to Tennessee, playing against SEC competition over, again, his two years at Tennessee. He was a phenomenal quarterback. And, and uh, remember, again, last, uh, you know, you look at him uh, just on last year's stats uh, with, with, just the, with, the, with, the, with the injury, 3,135 yards, 27 touchdowns, two interceptions, had an 89.5 quarterback rating. He's 6'4", 218, so he's got the size. He's got speed. Uh, he again, he is he is a very smart quarterback. You heard uh, Ross talking a little bit about the fact that again he's cerebral. Uh, again, he he's got a lot of the attributes that again the pros like. He's got a big arm. He's accurate. That's a one another thing. You look at his completion percentage. I mean, right you know right uh, the season last year, sixty nine percent again. Uh, um, uh, overall, 74% at home, 63% on the road. Uh, he's a guy that, again, that takes care of the football. He does get sacked a little bit too much for a guy that's maybe mobile. Uh, got sacked 23 times last year. Uh, but, but, again, he still has the mobility to be able to get out of that. Um, and, uh, look, Tennessee had a pretty good team, no doubt about it, but he was a really, really uh, 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 Really, really good quarterback, but a guy that took care of the football. He doesn't turn the ball over. He doesn't throw interceptions. He doesn't fumble the football. You like that about him. Now, again, the, the, the offense is a little different than what you're going to see in the pros. Uh, and there is some question, again, whether he can make those throws over the middle. But you heard Ross talking about it in the, in the last uh, half hour that, look, he's a spot thrower. That's what Drew Brees was, was a spot thrower. He's accurate. He's thrown to a, a spot. That's what you want in today's quarterback. And, and, and the fact that he's got mobility, that is, the, that is what the NFL is going to now. Okay, I've said it before. If Archie Manning and John Forcade were reincarnated in today's game, uh, they would be all pros. They would be, they would be one of the top quarterbacks because of their ability to be able to throw on the run, throw accurately, and, of course, their athleticism. Uh, you know, but the other, they, they were in the 70s and 80s and, you know, the early 90s. So, again, they, they weren't able to, obviously, again, to be able to um, uh, showcase those type of skills. Uh, Hendon Hooker, for a guy that you may be able to get at 40, for a guy that you probably shouldn't wait till 40 because of the fifth-year option and maybe grab at 29, could be a godsend for this team when you're looking at almost impossible to get up to try to get the top four. I mean, think about it. If Hendon Hooker wouldn't have gotten injured, he'd be in that mix right now, again, as one of the top quarterbacks. And, look, there still could be a team that could fall in love with him uh, ahead of the Saints and maybe, again, take a chance on him because he's got such, a, such an upside. Uh, the one thing you can afford in a quarterback is accuracy, okay? And now, again, uh, if, if you're accurate and got, and got a pretty a strong enough arm to make all the throws, you got a chance in the pros. Uh, and again, so you obviously, again, you got to be cerebral. you got to understand the game and the concepts, et cetera. Uh, Hooker looks like he's got all of that. And uh, this could be an option rather than going and spending $50 million a, you know, a year for the next five years over for Derek Carr. And, you know, some of saying, well, you don't want to – you want to go to a veteran quarterback. Well, do you? Again, I've never been on the Taysom train. I've said that before. But if you're looking at a guy that can give you a stopgap until maybe this kid is ready to play, maybe you go with a, with a Taysom Hill this year and run that type of offense. And, you know, if he's injured, then you bring in a head and hooker. Uh, but, again, I think you're going to have to look at what's going on with the quarterback position in the NFL now. And, 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 and what are the teams looking at? Teams are looking for guys that have some mobility. And um, the one thing that Hooker has, along with a strong arm and an accurate arm, and, again, a smart guy is, again, he's got the mobility. Uh, just won't be able to showcase that because of the ACL injury. 
which could be a blessing in disguise for the Saints if ultimately they like this guy. And I mentioned Cody Burns earlier. He's on the staff. He knows this kid. He was with at Tennessee for two years. He was there. He understands, again, um, uh, uh, about Hooker. So we'll see again how that plays out. And if ultimately he's number one on the Saints board when it's all said and done. All right, let's talk some Pelicans basketball. Uh, joining us in the program now is Ali Cassell of the Bird Rights, which I think is, the, is again, the, the best site out there when it comes to Pelicans basketball. Uh, Ali, how are you? I'm doing great, Eric. Looking forward to this last, what is it, 23 games left of the season. Yes, sir. As am I. Uh, expectations? I've got some. I think this team should be able to continue what they did right before the break, where they obviously started playing better, uh, went 4-2 and two over the last six games, because I think they're finally figuring some things out, where you know players have gone back to their roles. Ingram's really ascended back to that number one. And really, the only thing that's missing is for the starting lineup to be working. Because when I looked at all the numbers, any other lineup combination that Willie Green's thrown out there over the last seven games has worked. They have positive net ratings. It's just the starting lineup to where the defense has been terrible. And we saw that, right? First few minutes of loss to the Lakers right before the All-Star break. They were terrible. And they've largely been bad. And so they've got to tighten that up and make sure offensively you, you, you look for JV more. You look for Trey more. These are things we've been talking about for months. But if they do that, then I feel pretty confident that they can survive with forever how long they still have to go without Zion. 11 at home, 12 on the road, 19 of the 23 are against Western Conference teams, four against the East. They could make hay here. They can really move up the, 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 uh, the standings if they can beat those Western Conference teams. Absolutely. Yeah, the schedule is pretty favorable. According um, to the stats, it's the 30 the easiest one left. And a lot of these upcoming opponents, even though they're on the road, right, they're going to start off with, what was it, five of the first on a six, uh, first six games on the road, that those opponents, they're going to be playing a lot of second nights uh, on the back-to-back of second nights, something that the Pelicans did through the first half of the schedule. So even though they're going to be on the road, like I said, they're going to be rested. That's where their opponent will not. And you've got to take advantage, and you've got to beat the guys that are head-to-head, especially. I mean, the matchups coming up, what, against the Warriors, the Kings, basically everybody – that's in that glut, right? What is it? I think 10, 11 teams in the Western Conference are all separated by three, three and a half games at the most. Yeah. So you're going to have a lot of chances to swing at those teams, and hopefully they'll take advantage because if they do, Eric, I think they'll position themselves to where I don't think we'll even have to talk about the playing tournament because I'm not, I'm not too sold on the teams above them that are currently in the top six. Yeah, that's what I, I wanted to ask because, again, right now they're in seventh. Um, and uh, when you start looking at, at the schedule, uh, especially as you get in, in, into March, you mentioned, um, you know, uh, they, have, they have an opportunity to, to move up. But, look, they're only a game and a half out of playoffs as well. So, you know, uh, everything is really bunched up right now in the West. Right. Yeah, the Kings starting there at number three. They're eight games behind the Nuggets, of course, but the Pelicans only trailed them by three. And the Kings have one of the toughest schedules. Um, they've been very fortunate with injuries, least injured team in the NBA. And they've got a lot of matchups that even the more easier opponents you would think are, are even difficult, right? There's a couple against the Lakers that are considered easy. The Lakers aren't going to be easy the rest of the way. I'm not sold about the Clippers, right? Can you rely on Kawhi and Paul George um, mm-hmm. to finish off? Dallas Mavericks, Luka and Kyrie, they've been spectacular offensively, but guess what? The Mavericks are on a three-game losing streak. They've got nobody to play defense. So even though they're scoring great, they can't stop opponents at all. 
So, like I said, there's a lot of question marks above the Pels that I feel like there's an opportunity to get in the top six if you if you take care of your own business first. They've got to get back to, again, Pelicans basketball, though. Again, the the, yeah. the, the extra pass, again, uh, holding the ball for point five if it's not there, making the pass instead of this one-on-one that they've kind of fallen into. And defensively, got to get back to Pelicans basketball. Those easy baskets that happen off defense, they kind of really kind of get the offense going. We just haven't seen that consistently. No, we haven't, and I'm glad you mentioned it because everything for the Pels, it starts with their defense. And that's, that's their engine, right, for a lot of their offense, too. And that's been something that's really bothered me, is that not only defensively that you're not getting the stops and getting out of transition as much, just the fact that the Pels aren't playing with any pace. So even though they may hold an opponent to one shot, as to where in the first six to eight weeks, you saw them run down the court and usually get a pretty good shot early in the shot clock. We never see any evidence of that anymore. So I'm hoping that you know, they handled that over the break. Willie Green and coaching staff addressed that. Along with, like I said, you've got to make defense a priority, and especially for this starting lineup. Like I said, they've been woeful, Eric. They, they've been out of alignment, and I think a lot big deal of that has to do with Brandon Ingram getting back. You know, he was rusty, and he wanted to get his offense going. So I think with the Pels, right, having lost so many games, had that 10-game losing streak, he took it upon his shoulders to where he took a little bit more shots, especially contested shots, than he should have, right? That's why Trey and JV haven't been utilized as much. But defensively, the effort hasn't really been there for him on that end of the floor. And Trey, I'm saying, well, he's struggling defensively too. CJ and Jonas, we know they have their limitations. So that's really the part of the floor I'm eyeing the most. It, because on the bench, right, we, we can list five guys that are, are above average defenders. Yes. But you can't rely on them to come and save the day at all the time. The addition of Josh Richardson will help, obviously, again, the defensive side of the ball. Um, um, I'm with you. I'd like to see Valanchunas getting the ball a little bit more, okay, and utilize his scoring. He's the last option if he's the option at all. And, and you know, they got to find another another score for when those days when we see Trey Murphy disappear. Exactly. Look, I mean, the Pelicans, when Jonas shoots 12 or more field goal attempts, they're 13-8. and eight. When he shoots four or more free throws, they're 16-7. and seven. Getting him involved in the offense makes all the sense in the world, especially when Zion's out. Right, he has great field goal percentages, we know, and and he's shooting over eighty percent from the free throw line this year. So yeah, it's it's just something they haven't utilized enough, and especially like I said, since Bi's return, and you could see it, right? You mentioned Eric, the ball movements out there, that point five mentality has definitely not been there. Yes, so I'm really hoping this eight day break, right, this rest that they had, really, you know, not only recharges their batteries but gets them focused. And I'll tell you what, it's been good news so far. The Pelicans went back to practice on Tuesday. That's a rarity. Usually only teams go back to practice a day before the first game. Well, Pelicans play today. They went back to practice a couple of days ago, had another one yesterday. I like that they're going to be taking this seriously. That's what's going to be my next question. Um, you know, you never want a coach's um, uh, message to go stale. And last year they came back from 3-16, and 16, and again, again were the story of the NBA as they went into the playoffs. This year they start off as the story of the NBA, and then they go 3-16 and 16 in January, and of course now trying to kind of climb themselves out of that. Uh, but a lot of that was because they played good defense last year, and they did pass the ball, and with all the things we saw early in the season, they've got to get back to that. Uh, again, if we expect them to make a run in, 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 the, in the playoffs, or again, you know, stay out of that play-in, game, that play-in tournament. 
Right, and, and I don't think definitely the message hasn't gone stale. Right, there's there's been no locker room issues. I could see the players always still heeding the coach, the entire coaching staff's advice. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're sitting there watching what's going on from the sidelines and such during games. And I'll tell you what, I, I know that the defense has been pretty darn good all season, but lately it hit a dive. Um, and I think a lot of it was related to, you know, honestly, players getting tired. There wasn't as much energy, and I feel like Fatigue, that Lakers yeah. game was clear evidence. Mm-hmm. Right, the Lakers run a simple pick and roll, and LeBron on the very first possession has two guys wide open that he can hit. He hits uh, D'Angelo Russell for a wide open three, but Jared Vanderbilt was standing underneath the rim, completely wide open. So that that's as symbolic as anything of me to me that you know they just needed a break, and I'm hoping that you know this recharges their batteries. Like I said, and we're going to see what we saw through the first what three or four months where it's, it was honestly a top ten defense. Yeah. For sure. Um, if I read this correctly, Nance back tonight. Dan, Dyson Daniels had a little bit of a setback. They put him in questionable. Yeah, it wasn't so much he had a setback. They just ruled him out. They had him on as probable on yesterday's injury report. So he's getting close. Word is that I thought he might even be able to play in that first game out of the All-Star break. But it looks like they're going to hold him out for one more. But don't be surprised, definitely, if we, don't, we see him in New York or the Pelicans game after that. Got to help Jose Alvarado's confidence, even Trey Murphy's confidence after participating in the All-Star game and in, in, in the Rising Star game and then also, again, the, uh, the, the uh, dunk contest. There's no doubt, Eric. Look, for a player that runs at 100 and, what is it, a million percent on, on being uh, ener- with energy-wise on every play out on the court, to go through probably what Jose experienced and to win that MVP trophy of the Rising Stars Challenge has put him on cloud nine. There, there's no doubt. So I think he's going to probably be, you know, riding that high all the way through the rest of the season. And that's good because the Pelicans are going to need it. And he is a guy that can single-handedly, right, change the momentum of the game. And I feel like his steals, his, um, you know, defensive mentality and momentum style changing plays kind of started evaporating slowly as the season progressed before the All-Star break. And he just wasn't having that effect, right? I mean, it seems like since, what was it, that 38-point game against the Nuggets, we haven't talked about him nearly as much as we did before that game. So I'm with you. I think that experience along with Trey Murphy, right, being in the limelight. For young guys, it means a lot, right, when you're in the spotlight of the NBA trying to find your role and suddenly you're in the spotlight and you do well. I mean, let's not overlook. I think Trey Murphy wins the dunk contest in a lot of years if Mac McClung wasn't in it. I'm with you. I'm with you. spectacular dunks, I thought. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's a guy that was trending the right way offensively, too, right before the All-Star break. So his shot was there. So, yeah, I, those two guys, I think they're going to be a big part of what the Pelicans do for the rest of the season. I'm hopeful, again, because normally when you're in that type of setting, it, it, it's, if, you, if you're successful, it, it's the confidence level up, and it kind of sets you up for the rest of the season. And I hope we're going to see that out of those two going forward. And, look, Look, the, the Pelicans have nobody to blame but themselves if they don't pull out of this thing and, 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 and turn this thing into, again, uh, maybe, again, a top six, top four, although that might be asking a lot now because, of the, again, the, uh, how, how good the West has gotten after, the, uh, after the, uh, the trading deadline. But, again, as I mentioned, 19 games against the Western, Western Conference opponents. You control your own destiny here. Exactly, Eric. And for the most of the season, they fared well until, of course, they lost Dion while Brandon was out, and they hit that massive skid, right? The cushion completely evaporated. And they weren't just losing to good teams. They were losing to some very bad teams, something that didn't plague them at all through the first half of the season. So if they can just get back to close to that level, right, they're not going to get all the way there until Zion's back. But 
If we see that team that we saw right towards the end of last season, and that's pretty much the same roster, but there's improvement, right, from the young guys, that they should be better than just playing 500 ball. I think something along the lines of 16 and 7, 15 and 8 probably gets them inside the top six. And honestly, that should be the goal for the rest of the year. And that would that would mean a lot, especially after again coming down for the what losing ten in a row, three and sixteen uh, in, in in the month of January, and then hopefully again Zion coming back healthy and in shape, ready to go. Uh, maybe what second week of March, hopefully. I think it's going to be beyond that, Eric. Honestly, he had missed what was it six weeks before setback when he mm-hmm. was just ramping up to three on three, so he was very close to returning. The fact that that took six weeks, I wouldn't be shocked if it doesn't take him, say, another you know, five to six weeks. So I think that's putting us on the doorstep of April. And I personally don't mind it. I mean, unless they hit a tailspin, another one, that they should be able to survive this. And then let's make sure that Z's healthy, right? You don't want him missing another play-in and or playoff experience. And that should be the goal, I think, at this point. Well, and let them, let's hope that, again, that Brandon Ingram comes out. He's unstoppable. And then, of course, yeah. they, 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 they really start to get something out of Valanchunas and, um, uh, and, and Murphy can, can, can continue to be a, a scorer for them because, you know, again, when he's scoring four points for you, you really need that, that, that extra score outside of C.J. McCollum and, and also Brandon Ingram. Right, and that's why I feel like I hope Willie's monitoring this starting lineup because this lineup has worked before. Worked last year, worked early in the season, but it hasn't since B.I. returned from his toe injury. So if they're still struggling to score and just giving up gobs of points uh, on the defensive end, you've got to make a change. And look, they survived last year by having Trey come off the bench. Jackson, right, was a starter at the four, and I thought they played really well, and the numbers bared that out. So don't be shocked, like I said, if they were to make a change, if the starting line continues to flounder, because you need another defensive guy out there. And they have a, you know, a glut of them on, on the bench. So mm-hmm. moving Trey maybe to the bench to be a, more of a score, I think that might help yep. on two accounts, right? Starting lineup gets stronger defensively, and then suddenly you've got another lethal score off the bench. Yes. Well, again, it's all in front of them. Like I said, they control their own destiny with 19 games against the West. So we'll see how it plays out. Ali, what you got coming up for us over on the Bird Rights? And, uh, for, and uh, how can folks follow you on social media? Yeah, so we just posted a couple articles today, and we're going to be looking at pretty much what's left in front of them because everything is matchups now. And honestly, you can't control the health, but you can still control right rotations if you're Willie Green, strategies and such. So you just want to make sure that the Pelicans – Back to that .5 mentality. And Willie's just going to the right guys at the right time. So we'll keep a close eye on that. So look for any stories that follow. Always appreciate your time, my friend. Uh, uh, looking forward to, to, to talking a little Pelicans basketball down the stretch. At Ali Cassell on uh, Twitter. Thanks for your time as always. Absolutely, Eric. And it, it's, everybody out there, it, it's an earlier game time tonight. Tip-off's in an hour. It's up in Toronto. There you go. And uh, I'll be locked in as always, my friend. Yep. Take care. Thank you. Talk to you next Thank time. you. There he goes. I like to sell the bird rights. Hey, don't forget about my friends over at Acadian Custom Shutters. Um, are you moving into a new place? Or, or maybe, again, you've lived in your home for a while now, and you're looking to maybe, again, spruce it up. Again, you could paint the interior of your house. But, again, have you thought about window coverings? 
Uh, and my friends at Acadian Custom Shutters are the window covering uh, covering experts. First of all, all their products are American-made and locally sourced. That means, again, American-made, and, of course, they're coming from a locally sourced uh, uh, company. Uh, they offer a affordable option to fit your budget, no matter what, you're, again, you're looking for when it comes to window coverings. Interior. Uh, plantation shutters, Roman shades, draperies, and more. Uh, again, of course, Acadian Custom Shutters also, also offers design services for you and free in-home estimates. They make it so easy for you. Look, you're, you maybe, again, you're, you've got something in mind. Bring your plans or your window schedule over to, again, uh, the experts over at Acadian Custom Shutters and allow them to help you build your dream that's going to fit your budget. Your budget. Uh, at Acadian Custom Shutters, again, uh, you can check out their full line at AcadianCustomShutters.com. Also, don't forget also, if you're looking to maximize that outdoor living space, it's another thing that, that Acadian Custom Shutters does so well. Uh, again, awnings, patio covers, screen enclosures, motorized interior, exterior roller shades, and also many other more affordable options uh, that can extend and enhance your outdoor living space. Or Again, once again, uh, the crews use only American-made, locally sourced quality products, so again, whether you're uh, looking to, ups, up, to upgrade the interior of your home with new window coverings, or maybe finally going to get, out, get outdoors and say, you know what, I'm going to maximize that space, uh, let, let the, the folks over at Acadian Custom Shutters work with you to imagine the possibilities of design, designing your dream area outside or reimagining what you can look like inside with those window coverings. Hey, pretty easy to find. Acadian Custom Shutters is a locally owned and operated company. 985-893-3119 is the phone number. AcadianCustomShutters.com is the website. And right now until March 15th, 10% off, 10% off spring sale. Again, go with the locals, go with the pros. Acadian Custom Shutters. 985-893-3119, serving the North Shore, South Shore, uh, uh, and also, again, the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Um, that's Acadian Custom Shutters, 985-893-3119. We'll be right back. I'm Ken Trahan. And I'm Jude Young. We'll have comprehensive coverage of high school, college, and the pros, plus we give you a voice to speak your mind. It's entertainment, it's information, it's all that you could want, and it's right here on 106.1 Nash Icon. Monday through Friday from 6 to 7 p.m. Following Inside New Orleans on 106.1 Nash Icon. Country for life. This report is sponsored by Taco Bell. Taco Bell is sorry for going too far with its past breakfast. All you need in the morning is tasty, simple food, like a breakfast crunch wrap, fluffy eggs, cheese, sausage, hash browns, wrapped in a warm tortilla. Grab one of participating Taco Bell stores during breakfast hours only until 11 a.m. while supplies last. Delays are solid on 10 westbound from just past Orleans to the airport. Also, the Gava delays on the 610 on the westbound side right at Canal Boulevard. Also, in the meantime, the Gava delays steady on 10 eastbound from just past Elysian Fields to the high rise. To, on the eastbound side of the Crescent City Connection, your delays are steady from Chapatulas to the Camp Street exit. Also, look out for delays steady on 12 eastbound right at Madisonville and also on the North Shore, 12 westbound right at Covington. And be mindful of a fender bender, Laurel at Della Chase. I'm at Robinson broadcasting from the New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Services Traffic Center. Don't forget about my friends at Southern Tire, family-owned and operated by the Piazza family since 1972. 51 years of taking care of New Orleanians' vehicles. If your vehicle is out of warranty, maybe, again, you're handling a fleet account for your company, man, think of Southern Tire. Largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area. they got something to fit everyone's budget. You can finance that over time. Wheels and tires up to 30 inches are available for you. You can check them out online at southerntire.com. Looking for some rims? Always got great rims. Great reputation about uh, with, with rims over at Southern Tire. They can also repair your 
your rims, and of course, keeping your vehicle on the road with, again, ASC certified technicians. Use the same diagnostic equipment you get at the dealership without the dealership sticker shock prices. You want a company you can trust? Trust the company that New Orleans have trusted for 51 years with their vehicle. I trust my vehicle to Southern Tire. Hickory and Airline and Metairie open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6. They know you're working hard during the week, so they're open on Saturday for you from 8 to 3. 504-737-1558. Or go to southerntire.com and check out all the service they provide for their customers. Owned by the Piazza family since 1972. 51 years of taking care of New Orleans vehicles at Southern Tire Hickory and Airline in Metairie. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soup, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. At Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, their number one priority is treating people right. Take it from me, Eric Asher. It means getting there quickly in an emergency. They'll be on time and do a perfect job. And it means they promise to give everyone a fair price every time. So if you're looking for a better experience from your generator AC company, or you just got a big quote from someone else and you want a second opinion, let the folks at Burkhardt earn your trust and treat you right. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Cookie wants to be a professional wrestler. I'm Cookie Serratos, and I'm 11 years old. She also wants to win all the medals. That's why Cookie and her family make every day count, squeezing out her best with Go-Go Squeeze. Okay, Cookie, let's break for a Go-Go Squeeze. Go-Go Squeeze fruit-on-the-go pouches are a nutritious snack made from 100% fruit with no sugar added. Go, Cookie! Because when you nurture your kids, you squeeze out the best in them. Squeeze out the best with Go-Go Squeeze. Not a low-calorie food. Products range from 11 to 13 grams of sugar and 60 to 70 calories per serving. New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service, home of the 1195 Direct Cremation. All right, folks, today's program brought to you by the Oceana family of restaurants, Old New Orleans Cookery, Mambo's, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, the Hideout Bar, and, of course, the Mothership, the, the original Oceana Grill, serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner for you seven days a week. Breakfast starts at 8 a.m., goes all the way to 1 p.m. It's New Orleans' best breakfast. you got to check it out. If you love breakfast, if you're a breakfast aficionado, it's something you really enjoy, got to try the breakfast at, at Oceana. Lunch starts at 10 a.m., goes all the way to 4 p.m. with their lunch service. Dinner service starts at 10, at 4 p.m. and goes all the way to 1 a.m. until the party stops. Again, chock full of, again, great Cajun Creole dishes. Also, again, a fantastic menu of, of again, American fare. Um, 
but also, again, great Louisiana seafood for you, especially during this Lenten season. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. You can dine in an authentic French Quarter courtyard. Beautiful by day, spectacular by night. Not one, two, three, four, five private rooms for your next event can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests and let Oceana put on a party for you. Whether you got the venue or you'd like to do it at Oceana, uh, their crack staff, again, are experts to putting on, put on an event. And, of course, uh, when those uh, rooms are not in use for uh, a, a party, they use it for overflow so you don't have to stand in line to get in Oceana. Oceana, has, uh, 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 Oceana will give you an incredible dining experience. Uh, it's family-friendly and, of course, a place where you can close a business deal, uh, maybe a first date, maybe, again, getting together with friends or family. Hey, to find out more, go to Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Open 8 a.m. until 1 a.m. daily. That's seven days a week. That's Oceana Grill. All right, uh, joining us in the program now is Jordy Collada, the Jordy Collada Show. I think it's a fantastic program. I told you guys before, if you can't catch it from 7 to 9, he's on YouTube. And again, uh, uh, the social media platforms are fantastic and kind of giving you a little insight of what, what the shows are about. Uh, but always great information, fantastic guests. And his platform now is expanding. So again, he's also got some other sister shows that are on that platform. And he joins us each and every week here on our show. Jordy Collada, uh, welcome to the show as always. Hey, good to be with you, man. Happy belated Mardi Gras. And the same to you, my friend. Uh, I hope you guys had, had a safe Mardi. Did you come down to New Orleans? You did it in BR. We were down here in, uh, in we, we were in Lafayette because we went to Houston. My son had a 7-on-7 football tournament, so on the way back in on Monday, we stopped in for a couple of uh, parades over in Lafayette. But uh, nonetheless, a good celebration. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. Um, with that said, um, I wanted to ask about uh, Malik Neighbors. Obviously, down here, it's a big story here in New Orleans. So he was one of, um, I believe, 19 people who were ultimately given uh, uh, the opportunity to give a gun, to, to, to relinquish their gun, and uh, and then, of course, would not have any charges brought against them. Uh, there's a little backlash right now here in the city on that. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen in the future here. But has Brian Kelly talked anything any, any about, about this at all? And do you expect any type of discipline? Uh, from Malik Neighbors from, from LSU. No public statement from Kelly up to this point. And, you know, i, I got to be honest, I don't expect anything publicly as far as uh, a punishment goes. He may have to run some stadiums. He may have to, you know, have some consequence from inside the program. I do not expect him to miss any time, uh, miss any games, miss any action. Uh, quite honestly, Eric, he, he's too important to, to the operation. I mean, he's arguably the wide receiver mm-hmm. one. For LSU coming back, and you know, to be honest, and look, don't don't let me, you know, uh, you know, cast criticism to, to the city of New Orleans w- without saying, look, Baton Rouge is, is is as bad, but you know, I mean, the, the crime in South Louisiana, both in Baton Rouge and New Orleans, is out of control. And, and if Malik Neighbors was to sell me or to tell me that he feels safer in the city during Mardi Gras with a gun on his hip. I mean, how am I to argue that? Now, you know, the legalities of it and all that comes along with it, obviously you want to abide by the law and, mm-hmm. you know, stay, stay, stay clear with that. But as you mentioned, the charges have been dropped, you know, pending. He does not go claim his, his, his firearm. Um, right. But I do not expect um, there to be any, you know, public consequence for neighbors. There, there, there may be some things behind the scenes, uh, that that he has to do, like I said, like running some stadiums and stuff. But uh, ultimately, I, I I imagine he'll be on the field, play one game one against Florida State. 
And I think that's what a lot of LSU fans want, want to find out and want to hear one way or the other. You know, again, uh, the state refused charges. The district attorney of the city of New Orleans refused the charges on that condition of, again, giving up the weapon and not wanting it back. Uh, again, that, would, that was complied with, and again, he was allowed to move on. Normally, something like that happens, and you're, you're in jail till after, after yeah. till last Wednesday, okay? That was what was shocking about it when I, when I heard about it and then read about it. And, of course, come to find out about 18 other individuals had the same um, uh, situation where they were let go on their recognizance with with no uh, with no bail or anything so we'll see how that kind of plays out uh, here in new orleans where it's been controversial with the da but as far as lsu is concerned uh, you, you feel like again if, if it happens it'll be happening behind the scenes without a lot of a lot of public uh, knowledge of if there is any penalty for uh, malik neighbors uh from from a team standpoint i do i think that he'll be there in the opening game like i said play one game one mm-hmm. you know look he's he's a marquee player He's he's one of the the offense's top threats. He's one of college football's biggest threats, no doubt. So, uh, he's very important to to the offense at LSU. And look, I'm not trying to downplay. I'm not trying to advocate. I'm not trying to to, to persuade. I'm just saying that uh, I believe that it's it's going to be taken care of in house. And I do not anticipate Malik Neighbors missing any time. Man, big monkey off the bat, back of my, Matt McMahon last night and the LSU basketball team. Again, they've just been under undermanned most of the year against top SEC competition. Uh, but again, didn't know that they didn't get the 15th loss, which was huge. Talk a little bit about last night's game. Uh, again, uh, uh, KJ Williams was just incredible. Incredible. I thought Adam Miller played really well too. You know, I mean, one thing that was I, I agree early is that they they were aggressive, man. You know, they they were bringing the fight to to. Uh, Vanderbilt, look, Vanderbilt was riding a five-game win streak for, you know, LSU talk, get, getting all the talk of, of streaks before the game. Vanderbilt was playing pretty well coming in last night. And, you know, LSU, I thought, controlled that game from the opening tip, E, and, you know, like you said, it, it, it's good to see Matt McMahon and the staff and the program get a win like that. And, you know, one thing I, I, I can say, and, and there's not a lot of good that you can take away from a 14-game losing streak. There's just not, and I'm not a big morale guy as far as you know taking away from loss you want to win the games first and foremost but you know one thing that you can say about McMahon and the crew is that that they they gave effort man you know every night there were some games that look they got blown out and like they, they didn't have a, a chance in but there was also you know each night where you know that they, they had spurts where it felt like they had a chance you know and, and then there were some games that came down to the end that they you know, ultimately did not go their way. And that's what happens with, with you know, bad teams. You know, it just sometimes it just doesn't work out. But last night I thought that, you know, a lot of stuff came together for him. Shots were falling. You mentioned K.J. Jefferson. I think he's proven himself to be a, a next-level player, whether it's the NBA, the G League, or somewhere in Europe. I think he'll be earning, a you know, a nice check to play basketball for, for the next coming years. He, he's versatile. He can play inside out. I thought last night his, his, his deep ball is his – uh, his three-point shot was really on, and uh, you know I, I think that you know he's going to be a flash in the pan type guy at LSU, where we may not remember him, we not, may not you know really recall mm-hmm. him. He's here during a bad sure. season, but hey, man, he 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 is a player. You know he's been fun to watch. You know I mean as far as just his development, and I think he's definitely proven that he is a he's he, he's a big time power five college basketball player. You know coming out of Murray State, I think a lot of people had doubt or you know, had questions, how is he going to translate? And it's been very smooth, in my opinion, and, 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 and very uh, surprising to a degree of, of, mm-hmm. of how good he has been in, in so many instances. 
Uh, on the flip side, the women's team, again, the only blemish is the loss of South Carolina. Talk about Kim, Kim Mulkey's bunch. Yeah, tonight, Vanderbilt, they're in Nashville. They'll be at Memorial Gymnasium taking on the Commodores. And, look, I, I don't know if you saw it, E, but, you know, Ole Miss had to go in, or excuse me, Vanderbilt, uh, excuse me, South Carolina had to go into overtime versus Ole mm-hmm. Miss the following game after LSU. For as much as they handled LSU, and they did, you, you can say, you could tell they put a lot into that game. They were spent, you know. I mean, they were they were emotionally drained. They were physically drained. And, you know, Ole Miss had them on the ropes up until about the last minute and a half of overtime. Um, you know, look, I don't think that Mulkey and that crew can compete with, with South Carolina yet this year, but they're right there. You know, I mean, I've seen mm-hmm. them projected as a, as a possible, you know, two seed, maybe a one seed um, with, with the tournament uh, coming up. I think they'll get another crack at South Carolina before the season's out, whether it's in the league tournament or in the NCAA tournament. Um, so, you know, I, I think they'll get another good testing uh, you know, barometer of kind of where the program is going into another year under Mulkey, which, you know, you talk about this recruiting class coming in and some of the returning players that they'll have on this roster with, you know, names like Flauget and, you know, possibly Angel Reese. I think there's a lot of talk of her coming back for another season, which would be incredible, uh, you know, to go along Absolutely. With, uh, you know, the number one player in the country uh, coming mm-hmm. in next year. She's got the number one big coming in in the country out of Nashville. I mean, it's just, a very exciting time for LSU women hoops. Uh, baseball so far so good, huh? I tell you what, man. For as much as we talked about this team in the off season, and, and, and I know it's a very small sample size, but you know, you look around, <clears throat> and a, a lot of the, the the other teams that were getting hype in the off season, Ole Miss, uh, Tennessee, uh, they, they they struggled out of the gates in opening weekend. Um, you know, uh, in, in the sense of uh, especially Tennessee. Uh, and, and Texas A&M, um, and to see LSU through the first four games, one thing that's evident is that they are clearly uh, the best team to start the season, for sure. I mean, you know, Paul Skeens is the SEC Pitcher of the Week. Uh, it'll be fun to see him go tomorrow against Kansas State after his opening performance last last Friday. Uh, they knocked the absolute cover off of the ball all weekend. Uh, you know, Trey Morgan goes for the natural cycle on Tuesday night versus Southern. So, you know, a lot of cool stuff happening at the early portion of this season to look and see this LSU team, um, you know, really it, to, to all the hype that they got in the offseason and all the mm-hmm. names that they brought in to see the way that it's working out here early on is really exciting to think about what the rest of the year can look like. And I think Tommy Tanks is going to be back tomorrow. Uh, we've gotten some reports of uh, okay. people on the, gr- on the ground down there uh, in, in Round Rock, and, and he was taking some BP and taking some, some, uh, some infield uh, here this afternoon at third base. So, you know, look, that, that was a scary moment last weekend with him mm-hmm. uh, you know, sliding back into first early on and throwing that shoulder out. And I think that you know, a lot of people kind of tensed up on, on how bad and, and how serious they thought it was going to be. But you know, I think they got a good indicator on Friday night that it wasn't as bad as they, they initially thought. And, you know, it's good to see him back in the lineup, possibly back in the lineup this weekend. Uh, Jordan, I want to shift gears to the Saints. We've been talking a lot about Hendon Hooker today uh, with the possibility that uh, Derek Carr signs elsewhere. 
um, that, again, that the Saints are not going to try to move into the top 10, uh, that he'll be available at 29. He might be available in the second round, but at 29, you get the fifth-year option on him. You saw a little bit of him in his two years in the SEC yep. before the ACL injury last year. Uh, the stats just jump off the page on you. If you look at the scouting report on him, again, cerebral quarterback who can make all the throws. There is some worry about maybe making the, the, the throws over the middle because he wasn't asked to do that at Tennessee. But a guy that took care of the football, didn't turn it over. Uh, just your thoughts on Hendon Hooker as what he may be as a pro quarterback. I love him, E. Uh, he's somebody who I've watched um, over the last year and really got a, a, an up-close look at him in Baton Rouge when they came to town. That might have been his best game of the year. Uh, you know, from a statistical standpoint, he was just so impressive as far as, you know, getting the ball out of his hand, the timing, just the way that he was executing and running that offense. I was super impressed with him all year long. Obviously, that huge moment in Alabama, the huge moment uh, that he had versus uh, in, in some of those games, specifically, um, you know, down the stretch. And, you know, obviously, it was, it was tough to see him get hurt uh, the way, the, the way it, it happened. Yes. But, um, you know, I, that, that's an injury now, you know, in, in 2023 that's not as worrisome as it used to be with the science and the medical attention around that. I think that he should make a strong recovery. He's a big, strong kid, man. I mean, he yep. looks like a pro. His body, you know, he feels like a pro. Um, I, I would, I would, I think that that would be a phenomenal pick. I really do. I support that pick. I think that you know, watching Hooker play last year in Baton Rouge and Tiger Stadium, you know, I remember telling my wife, I would love mm-hmm. the Saints to get this guy. You know, I mean, just just seeing right. him up close for the first time. I had a chance to go down on the field before the game, and I, I had no idea how big he was. Six four. You know, He's a big dude. Uh, and, and, and he, he's all of it. I mean, like, he's muscle, he is, right? He he is put together, man. I mean, I I didn't know that his his physical, you know, makeup was what was what it was. I mean, he's he, right. what I'm trying to say is is that the NFL does not scare me from just the the, the game that it is. I mean, you know, you got to be concerned about some of these smaller quarterbacks that are you know going into the league. I mean, you're, you're one hit away from right. being out of it. You know, I mean, ask Tua Tunga Valoa about you know how right. physical that league can be. Um, and you got to be, you know, you got to, you got to be physical, put together to, to take that. And I think that Hooker, you know, just kind of walking off the bus day one, is, you know, he's prepared for that. His body is is ready to go. I'm with you, and I think to me again, you know, rather than maybe giving 50 million a year to a 32 year old quarterback that Absolutely. you're going to invest in five years in, a guy that you might get a 29 five year deal, uh, again, a guy that can grow, uh, maybe changing the offense to a more modern NFL offense where you're, you know, you're using more of, of again a, a dual threat. Uh, he might be a godsend for this team. I agree. I, I think that you know, especially if you can get him at like 29. You know, right. I mean, to, to, to see, I mean, that's a lot of value there with not a lot of expectation on him early on. No, no pressure on him to come in to perform and save a franchise. Um, you know, I, I love it. I, I'm definitely with you. I would much more be in favor of drafting rather than overpaying for someone who may or may not have a lot of great football, good football left. Yep, I'm with you 100%. Jordy, always a pleasure, my friend. One more time, tell the folks about your great show and your platform and how folks can get involved. Appreciate it, E. We're on 7 to 9 a.m. Monday through Friday. We've also got some other shows over here. The Will Wade podcast is really blowing up. The closer that we get to March, it's cool to hear Coach Wade talk about some of the things that you know teams are going through, some of the conversations that the staff is having. 
<clears throat> the recruiting this part of the year, all of it is, is uh, there for you over at the Will Wade Podcast. You can check it out. Uh, easy to find us at Colada Show on social media to keep up with all of it. Thank you, my friend. I look forward to our conversation each and every week. Have a fantastic week. We'll check in with you next week. Thank you. Talk to you later. There he goes, Jordy Collada. Hey, folks, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt. I don't care. Look, if you're looking for a new system for your home or business, call Burkhardt. If you're looking for, again, a, 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 an APCO whole home air treatment system for your home or business, again, call Burkhardt. Looking for that generator for your home or business, you got to call Burkhardt. Uh, again, need service. And, again, need a company you can trust that won't gouge you or cheat you. Man, that's Burkhardt. Uh, Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. I've used Burkhardt for over 30 years and know John for 30 years. I remember when they were a small company with just a couple trucks. Now, again, 15 trucks in the field. They'll give you that 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home or business. And, again, truly taking care of their customers. You know, 10,000 customers strong. And, again, that's long before they were, they were advertising, again, on this program. It was word of mouth. And one of the reasons why, the attention to detail, treating your home like their home, treating you like family. If you're not getting that from your air conditioning company, try mine. Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. That's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun Counter Restaurant, the Hideout Bar. All are open seven days a week. All are open late. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner at Oceana. Lunch and dinner at the other restaurants. And, of course, always fantastic cocktails. Looking for a great time? Looking for a great meal? Looking for some great cocktails? Head on over to the Oceana Family of Restaurants. All available for you seven days a week and available late. Uh, I'm Eric Asher. We'll be right back. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs. You just bought a home in the suburbs, but no one told you about all the birds, specifically this one, who seems to be calling out Roy. Roy. But who exactly is Roy? And why doesn't he ever respond? Maybe Roy is just bird speak for save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto. I guess until Roy answers, we'll never know. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. 
High prices are affecting everyone in today's economy. New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service is here to help. We're offering a complete funeral service cremation package for only $38.95. That's right, a complete funeral service followed by cremation for only $38.95 in our chapel. Give us a call at 504-218-5554 or start the process online with our convenient online arrangements at 3895funeralservicecremation.com. New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service, celebrating life. Hi. Who's this? Buzz. He appears whenever you eat Honey Nut Cheerios. Like a genie? Sure. Ooh, does he grant wishes? I wish I lived in a giant boot. No, I wish I could swim with a humpback whale. No. Um, I can grant you a delicious bowl of Honey Nut Cheerios, which can help lower cholesterol as part of a heart-healthy diet. Ooh, with heart shapes, too. Happy heart-shaped Cheerios are back for a limited time. Pick up a box of Honey Nut Cheerios at your local store for an easy, delicious, and heart-healthy start to your day. Meet Joe A, Joe B, and Joe C. What's up? Three everyday Joes perfecting their banking with Chase. Joe A is locking his lost debit card with the Chase mobile app. Joe B is cruising toward his new ride with Autosave. And Joe C's Chase banker is helping him budget to go back to school. Tools that help protect, support for what's next. One bank that puts you in control. Visit chase.com slash checking. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Messaging and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. Demand different. Demand Dudley DeBosier. If you've been injured in a crash and the insurance company is forcing you to play defense, it's easy to make the wrong move. Don't let them cost you a big win. Demand Dudley DeBosier, the official injury lawyers of the New Orleans Saints. It could be a game-changing decision. Supporting the Saints, fighting for Saints fans, that's the Dudley DeBosier difference. Call 504-444-4444. That's 504-444-4444. Chad Dudley, New Orleans. LA 22-13581. All right, folks, that's it for me. Thanks so much to Gary Smith, Ross Jackson, Ali Gassell, Jordy Collada for joining us in the program. Rudy back at Studio Producing. Uh, don't forget, coming up on WLAE uh, TV at 6 o'clock is uh, the old winning inside New Orleans Sports. Richie Mills and, uh, and Jude Young are my guests. Right here on 106.1 F, it's the Life Resources Bottom Line Sports Hour with Michael Green and Ken Trahan. Thanks to all our sponsors, sponsor our program, including our friends at the Oceana Family of Restaurants and all the other great sponsors. Go to ericasher.com for a slideshow to sponsor our show and please support those sponsors. It's been a blast, New Orleans. Thanks so much for tuning in. See you tomorrow for the William Grant family still is Friday extravaganza from the dog catching the governor and including that recalled man. They all got to go. <laughs>